And now, live, it's time. Oh, we'll go back into the gun. Jacobs cuts okay. middle, walks in. Jackpot, baby. Josh Jacobs, touchdown. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. We have a good team. We have a good team that competes with us all the time. On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. We don't feel like effort's been an issue at all. Gets the handoff, bust toward the end Jackpot, baby. Pinion drink. Takes it home. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Thanks for coming back, everybody. Hour number two on Raider Nation Radio. JT with you, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law. Focus on your recovery from injury. They'll do the rest. Take it from me, my personal injury attorney's great friend, Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234. That's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Or go to SamAndAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. You see their billboards everywhere. They're great people. They're in our community. Silver Knights, Raiders, Golden Knights all over town. And they really care about giving the best service possible. Go see our friends at Sam and Ash. So we're totally into the breakdown of Kansas City now with the game on Sunday and what this game's going to look like. And I think we're all a little bit confused or at least concerned about what type of game it could be. Raiders haven't played well. Both of these teams didn't play well at all against the Giants, but Kansas City won. And you know, if I look at what's happening with the Kansas City Chiefs going forward, I think they're due to have a really big game. I do. I just hope it's not in Vegas. And they didn't have a big second half against Green Bay, and Green Bay didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Imagine the break that Kansas City got. If Kansas City makes the playoffs by one game this year, go back to Green Bay. And if the Raiders win, they'll pick up another game on Kansas City and they'll have the division tiebreaker over them for now with that win coming up Sunday night. So a lot is on the line. Much is on the line, and we want to hear from you. So that's what we're doing here. The rest of the way, got a couple of guests coming up. We're kind of floating them in here to see if they're available. And uh, Max Crosby's getting off the field in about 10 minutes. So then we're going to get Max Crosby here probably in about 15 minutes. Got a lot to talk about with Max who comes on the show quite frequently compared to other shows. So I'm excited that we're going to have a chance with him coming up here. Raider Day in Stockton, California. How you been, Day? Doing great, JT. Doing great, man. Big fan. Followed you. I remember you at Jack Lennon Square Raider Rally when we still had Gruden the first time. Uh, great talking to you, JT. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, JT, you know what happened after the Giants game? After the freaking Giants game, it became Kansas City week. And I hate them, JT. I hate him with a freaking passion. I still see Mahomes pulling up his muscles after he does a quarterback sweep into the end zone. I don't want to see Kelsey in there. I don't want to see anyone. But you know what, changed, JT? We're a better team now. We're a better team than them. And Mahomes is throwing the ball all over the freaking place. And you know what? He's throwing it to the wrong players. He's throwing it to the other team. I see our defense getting a couple picks, JT. We're due. We're due. We got to get these picks. We got to get these picks, and we got to take one to the house. And you know what? Carr had a bad game, JT. He had a bad game, but the guy has been playing freaking great. He's been playing elite this year, and he will do it again. He owned he owned Mahomes two games last year, JT. Don't forget that. He owned them. And our defense let us down with the, the last time because we had that sorry Paul Gutzer out there. But you know what? I'm telling you right now, JT, we are ready to take this team. They are not going to come to Allegiant. I can't stand these freaking Chiefs. 
I can't stand them, JT. And that's all I care about. I don't want to hear about Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about what's unfair for the Raiders and oh how how poor everything. How we should be upset. I don't care about all that crap. I care about winning freaking games, JT. And the fans need to get loud. They need to get loud this week, JT. They got to let them know that this is a Legion Stadium, and they ain't gonna come in here and do what they do because they love it, JT. I see them in my freaking sleep. I see these pups just just sitting there flexing in the end zone, and I'm tired of it, JT. It's time we turn the tides, and this is the second half. This is where it all starts. It matters this week, JT. It matters it more than any other game this year. Yeah, it does. Thanks for the call. Good energy. Appreciate that. It matters a lot. They have to be in a situation in this game where they're playing with the lead. They don't get off to a slow start. They don't have a bunch of turnovers. Not a pick six. They can't put the ball on the ground on special teams. They can't give Mahomes a short field. You know, this is a good kicking team, right? Carlson missed a chippy. I'm shocked that Carlson missed that chippy. That could have been the difference in the game. And then you look at Cole. He got knocked down big in this game but bounced back. The kicking game has got to be incredible, especially the punter. They have to pin them back a little coffin's corner, make them work, make them work. And we'll talk more about that coming up here because we're going to have a Kansas City insider coming up here in a little bit, and Bob Fesco, he'll join us, and we'll get his opinion on all this. Robbie in Vegas. How you been, Robbie? You're up next. Go ahead. How you doing, JT? Okay. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't get to call that much because I'm usually out delivering, but I just want to get something off my chest from last week. Uh, I had a couple friends of mine die last year or a couple of years ago to a, due to a DUI. Mm-hmm. same way got hit from behind the car went up in flames so it was kind of a tough week last week and my thoughts are out with Tina mm-hmm. and her family but other than that on to the Chiefs mm-hmm. I think uh, the game plan has to be get pressure with the front four as you can see from last year right. Chris Bradley with the Chargers he got pressure with the front four gave Mahomes fits last year and the Chargers almost won that game Littleton and Abram also have to have a big game against Kelsey. Morg has to Merrick has to have a good game, not letting Tyreek have bombs downfield. Mm-hmm. And the offense just can't be a dud. Our three losses this year are because the offense came out. Yeah, man. You talk about the losses this year with the offense and the offense really not showing up to the level that we were expecting them to come up there. And that's the one thing I, I would think coming into this game. I think the offense knows that they might get in a shootout. I'm expecting the offense to play well. I, I really am. The defense, I hope they play well. But when it's Kansas City, you can never expect that because Kansas City is so difficult to game plan and stop. But I hope the offense brings their A game because they might need all of it from the first quarter to the final two minutes. Might might be in a shootout from the first possession of the game. Yes, sir, JT. And especially with the offense, mm-hmm. score points at least, but don't turn the ball over. Don't give Mahomes a short field to get some easy points to make him have a 10, 12-play drive down the field. Don't let him get 70-yard bonds down the field. Mm-hmm. Make him work for these points. Thank Thanks you. for the call. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Another fan, friend, a fan of the Raiders, friend of mine, made an interesting point about field goals in this game. You know, if the Raiders are outside the 25 – so say we're talking a 35 to 40 yard field goal. Take the points. I'm I'm good with that. Take the points. Anything in the red zone, go for it on fourth down. I mean, not at the 19, 18, but you know what I'm saying. You're on the 10, you're on the eight yard line. If you gotta take the points, you do it. But if this is a game where you see that Kansas City's finding their rhythm, their offense is moving the ball, you can't win this game with field goals. You gotta score. 
So maybe that's where the Mariota package comes in. I mean, the Mariota package is going to come in at some point. Will we see it early, middle, or at the end of the game? And if Derek's throwing bombs into the corner of the end zone, Mariota's not getting on the field. Let me get that point out. If Derek is executing, you know, I hung out yesterday with George Atkinson. I wanted to share this story. George is a mentor of mine, and we were at Shadow Creek, and afterwards we, we stood at the bar, and we were just hanging out for about 10 or 15 minutes. I haven't caught up with George a lot because of his coaching requirements. He's in the building at 4.30 in the morning. He gets out at 6 at night. And we talked a lot about Arnett and some of the issues surrounding there, which I'll keep to myself. It was a private conversation. But then we talked about life and football and the way he played and the way they went into games like this. When Atkinson and Tatum were in their prime, they went up against some of the greatest offenses then. They were never in fear. It was never, oh, my God, what happens? What happens if blank happens? Those guys came out of the tunnel. They put the fear of God in the other team. The other team was worried about Atkinson and Tatum. Skip Thomas, what was going to happen if they caught the ball at the wrong spot of the field? You can't do that anymore because there's a flag for everything. I did a whole la- a show last night on taunting. You know, we saw the Chicago Bear linebacker get flagged for taunting and it cost him the game. You cannot have Jonathan Abram get reckless in this game. Jonathan Abram can't carry some guy out of bounds by 5 or 10 yards and pick up a 15-yard penalty. And he's done a nice job this year. Jonathan Abram, I believe, is the most improved player on the team. Improved, no doubt about it. But taunting is a big issue now in this league. I wanted to get that out here on a Wednesday. We better not see a taunting penalty. We're just trying to clean our game up. We, we embrace the responsibility that comes with being the role models that we are. This game being played at the highest level, we understand that people that play at a lower level watch us and, and, and often mimic the things that we do and how we conduct ourselves. You know, Mike Tomlin's one of those coaches there that's dealing with this issue. You know, it happened and Pittsburgh was able to take advantage from that. Taunting and late hits and penalties in this game are big because you're giving the ball back to Mahomes. You're not giving the ball back to Jacoby Brissett. You're not giving it back to someone like that. You're giving it back to Patrick Mahomes. You cannot do that. You definitely cannot do that with Mahomes. You have to go after Mahomes and get him off the field. And everybody now believes that he's an interception machine. He's some interception machine, and he's going to just make mistakes all day long. What happens... If, he, if he's playing well in this game and he's not throwing interceptions and he's running for first downs, that's what concerns me coming into this game. This game's going to come down to Mahomes bouncing back and having an excellent game or him struggling and trying to figure out why he is struggling so much. I don't know why he could be struggling. And we'll ask Bob Fesco, who joins us, great sports talk host in Kansas City, knows the Chiefs. As good as anybody. And, Bob, let me begin. What does your analysis say of the struggle with Mahomes? Is it something that you expect him to bounce out of, or is it something with the scheme? Well, I, I, I don't know the answer to that question, JT. I think it's a combination of everything. No player on this roster has regressed more this year than Patrick Mahomes, and that's saying a lot because, you know, the reason why they're in the spot that they are is because of a lot of the mistakes that he's made with the turnovers. But now recently it's been – He's not finding open receivers. He's trying to throw, and he's trying to hit a deep pass every single time. He's trying to go for something that isn't there. He's trying to recapture what he had the last three years. Now, I just think defenses have truly never 
figured out this team. I thought what the Giants did two weeks ago was just brilliant. They shut down the deep ball, and they shut down Travis Kelsey. And we have never seen that happen before. And so I think they're dealing with adversity that they've never had to deal with before, and they're not handling it all well. And you saw what happened to the Raiders against the Giants. They struggled, too, and they struggled in the red zone. The Giants put a really good package together to go up against two AFC West foes. But the other thing with Mahomes is Mahomes is brilliant outside the pocket. And as you know, the Raiders bring four, and they got two of the best in the league with Ngakwe and what Max Crosby's doing on the edge here. So I remind Raider fans, if he's running away from one of those two guys, he's one of the greatest of all time of making plays downfield. What's happening with Tyreek Hill and Kelsey either coming back to the ball or going upfield and having that great chemistry that they've always had with Mahomes? Well, you saw it in the last play of the game last week against the Green Bay Packers where they were able to seal the game and finally win that football game with one of those vintage Mahomes outside-the-pocket plays. But, you know, a lot of it this year has been please stay in the pocket because I personally think Patrick Mahomes is shell-shocked from that Super Bowl where he was running for his life the entire time, and I think that had a big impact on him. I don't think there's trust there right now you know, with the offensive line. But also, again, defenses are playing this team completely different than they have before. I mean, they're putting two safeties back into the next stadium, into the next zip code in order to not allow them to go deep. And so they still don't just want to take the underneath stuff. I've said for the last couple of weeks, they'd rather make Sports Center and Chris Berman's fastest three minutes than go out there and find a way to, you know, convert the easy play to kind of move the ball down the field at a slower pace. And so until they get into that mindset that it's okay to be in second and five and you don't have to throw a 75-yard touchdown pass on first down every single time, that's when I think this offense is really going to take off. Bob Fesco is our guest. Got a big radio show in Kansas City on 610, and everybody knows it, and they know when he's talking Chiefs, people are listening. Well, last year, the Raiders almost swept Kansas City, and then on that final drive in Vegas, in front of no fans, John Abram bit on a run that looked like Mahomes was going to run. He found Kelsey over the top. It might have been the easiest touchdown of his entire career, but there were no fans there. And now this place is a madhouse because it's brand new, it's loud. Raider fans have been great, but there have been opposing fans coming in, no doubt. It's the first game ever for Kansas City fans ever in Las Vegas. What are you hearing about the amount of fans who listen to your show making the trip? I think a lot of people are going to be out there. I was talking to my neighbor two days ago. He's like, yep, we're headed out there for the game. He goes, I know a lot of people in Kansas City are going out. And, in fact, there was a, an, an airline, Allegiant Air maybe it was, mm-hmm. I think, is like just adding flights and adding ticket packages for fans in Kansas City. They're offering a weekend package to go out there. And from what I understand, it's sold out fast. But it's also been the most expensive single-game ticket in the NFL this year, at least before the season started. I haven't been you know, kind of keeping up with the prices. But Chiefs fans are willing to travel and, and invest money. And, JT, whether it's Vegas or Denver or L.A. or Kansas City, we got ourselves a great little travel division going on right now. So I think there's going to be a lot of Kansas City fans out there. There's been a lot of Kansas City fans at every road game so far this year. Hey, Bob, finally, the running game. Both teams want to get going. But we have Josh Jacobs out here and Kenyon Drake. And they're pretty dynamic, but they don't seem to have big games. And Kansas City, I've been hearing from fans on my national show, they want to run it, they want to run it. Can they run it? Is Andy Reid and Biennemi going to be committed to the run at some point in this game, or do they just want to get in a shootout in Vegas? 
Well, I, I think it's two, it's two different topics, right? I think they can run the football. Does Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy want to run the football? I don't think that's the case. I mean, you look at what they did on their first drive against Green Bay, the first scripted drive that everybody has, you know, and they had their 15 plays, seven runs, eight passes. It was beautiful. They went right down the field. It took eight minutes. They scored. It was great. And then they ran the ball four more times in the first half after running it seven times on the first drive. They ran the ball like 11 times, I think, or 14 times total in the second half. So they got away from the run real fast. And to me, it doesn't matter who the running back is for the Chiefs. Andy Reid has done a pretty good job here in Kansas City of turning the running game into something very effective, regardless who that running back is. So some people will say, well, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been out. Yeah, but he had a pretty good running game with Spencer Ware and Sharkandrick West when Jamal Charles went down. Damian Williams should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl, and nobody knew who that guy was before the season started. So Andy Reid does a really good job with this running game. He just needs to be willing to commit to it, but it's not exciting. It's boring. It's not the 75-yard touchdown play. But I think running the football helps you win a lot of games, JT. Last one, which is amazing to me. How do you catch a break and not play Aaron Rodgers? They shut you out in the second half. You don't even score a point. You don't have to face Aaron Rodgers. He takes all the oxygen out of the room, all the buildup to the game. That was one of the best matchups we could ever see. Aaron Rodgers, MVP at the back end of his prime. Mahomes in the early part of his primes. And Aaron Rodgers took that away from you guys. He, he did. It was very selfish of Aaron Rodgers, you know, just like his everything else that's been going on with Aaron Rodgers is very selfish. And so I think that's the way you have to look at it. But I always say this, when you're, when you're running for, for a championship and the Chiefs are in that championship window, anything less than a Super Bowl is, is an, uh, a, a failed season, in my opinion. But when you're put, putting, like, all this pressure on yourself to win, 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 and be the best, you got to catch a break every now and mm-hmm. again. You go back to every team that's won a championship – and you look back and go, where was that big break that they caught? You could always point it out. And if this season turns around for the Chiefs and they get on a little bit of a run, I think we're all going to go back to that Green Bay game and say, gosh, thank gosh we didn't have to play Aaron Rodgers in that game. There's a big break for the Chiefs they were able to take advantage of. Thanks for being flexible, Bob, and coming on with us. Appreciate it. Great work on your part, as always, coming on this show and what you do in Kansas City. Thanks again. You've got it, JT, anytime. You got it. Bob Fesco there in Kansas City. Nice that we can get him in. Max Crosby in a minute or two. So they're getting off the field now. Bobby, why don't we go and come back, and we'll wait for Max Crosby to join us. And then also Steve Palazzolo, who's always good to talk to. He has a lot to say from Pro Football Focus. Well, Kansas City, and even the Kansas City radio host are kind of criticizing him. National Pizza Month is Grimaldi's. It's the best pizza I ever had. What more do I need to tell you? We got $50 Grimaldi gift cards to give away tomorrow. Another great reason to tune in to Raider Nation Radio. Edwards is out. Moreau and Renfro. Moreau is the tight end, and he makes the formation strong to the left. Play action. Car back by jackpot, baby. Hunter Renfro, an extra point away from a tie here at MetLife. Yeah, that was right there. They're in that game. Brent Musburger on the call. JT back with you. Hope everyone's doing well. We're waiting on Max Crosby. Also, Rich Passaccia's press conference running a few minutes behind. 
probably out at a late practice. That happens in football. You've been there. You know practice. They run a little bit late, but they are confirmed here as we're getting you ready on Raider Nation Radio for the game coming up against Kansas City this past weekend. I was at the beautiful Five Iron Golf inside Area 15. Incredible offer for you. A free club fitting with the fitting lab. State-of-the-art custom golf club fitting service. And also what I think is the best deal they have. They'll find the right clubs for your swing and your budget. Tell them JT sent you and get $400 service. A $400 service for free. Call now at Five Iron Golf or just go there and check it out. We had some food, some beverages, uh, the afternoon of the Stones. Played a cool golf course in Bend, Oregon. Played 18 and had a great time. 702-365-9200. Also, John Sassenti from the Las Vegas Bowl will join us every Friday as we preview college football. We are adding him to this roster here. He's one of my great friends here in town. Everybody knows him, and he's going to be joining us on Fridays after Jim Plunkett. I spent some time with Jim yesterday. Just wanted to share, yesterday was the first ever Raiders Golf Classic over at Shadow Creek. Shadow Creek is everyone's happy place. To go in there, you feel like you're driving, driving into Augusta. That's a fair comparison. The service was incredible. So there were 21 Raider alumni, also a bunch of corporate sponsors, and we played golf yesterday, had a shootout at the end. So at the end, they had a shootout with all of these uh, great players, and Jeff Jager, the former kicker, won. And that was great to see. He won, and he stuck a 100-yard shot about 10 feet. Jim Plunkett came pretty close. Kenny King was in it. Raymond Chester. So a lot of fun yesterday. A lot of fun watching some of the Raider legends playing golf and having a really good time. A great crowd out there at Shadow Creek. And if you've never played Shadow Creek, that's your bucket list. If you get a chance to do it, go play Shadow Creek. Uh, The times I've been there with my father, every time I played it in life, it's been just a life-changing experience, and it was yesterday. Max Crosby uh, will join us in about five minutes. So Max Crosby in about five minutes, and we'll talk to him then. And then we'll go from here. You know, Rich Passaccia, I'm interested in what he has to say. Also, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson was a big story. I just want to mention on Damon Arnett, Mike Mayock spoke about Damon Arnett uh, the other day as they released him. And the big takeaway on that was the fact that Damon Arnett put something up on social media that destroyed his career with the Raiders. He threatened someone with guns online. You're out. So today I was watching ESPN and my wife told me, I was in my backyard and she goes, come see this. It was an outside the lines type piece where they interviewed Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. And they talked about the timeline of the Gruden emails then to what happened with Henry Ruggs, the fatality accident, and then it went into Arnett. So it wasn't a hit piece. It was done very well. Paul Gutierrez was there, and he did everything right. He was answering questions, and that's the type of press that I think we're going to see coming into Sunday night, unfortunately. I think the Sunday night buildup to this game on NBC, and I don't know this to be accurate, I don't know this to be accurate, but when it comes to the Sunday night buildup, I think they're going to be in a situation where they're talking about what Mike Mayock said about Damon Arnett and the situation surrounding this team. That will be the backstory coming into this game on NBC. Today we waived Damon Arnett. Um, Very painful decision. We spent significant time, effort, and resources trying to help him in all facets of his life. 
There have been a series of bad decisions over the last year or so, but we can't stand, we cannot stand for the video of Damon with a gun threatening to take a life. The content was unacceptable. Contrary to our values, and our owner, Mark Davis, has been very clear and very consistent that this is not how we will conduct ourselves in this community. The bottom line, the Raiders will not tolerate this type of behavior. On a personal note, I've talked to Damon, his dad, a couple others in his life. From my perspective, he's a very talented young man with a good heart. If he cleans up his life, I know he can make a living in the NFL. But not now with the Raiders. Okay, and we had Dan Ventrelli on to kick off the show. And Dan said the same thing. Unacceptable behavior will not be tolerated. Will not be tolerated. So Henry was a awful tragedy. And hopefully the league never sees anything like that again. But with Arnett, that happens more than you think. There are young men around this country that do that all the time on TikTok, on videos, and they do that. And if, you, if you're playing for an NFL team and you do that, no chance. Now, someone asked me, well, if he's making interceptions and all that. No, out, out. So Damon Arnett and Henry Ruggs III off the Raiders, two former first-round picks, and how do the Raiders rally from all of this? Reggie in North Las Vegas. Reggie, go quick. We got Max Crosby next. Go ahead, Reggie. Yeah. Happen to go so fast, but I love that you get them in here. Hey, JT, I'm skipping all the noise. We got to clear our heads. You got to take a shower, brush your damn tongue, rinse your mouth out, whatever it takes. Get back, focus, and let's have three areas of football performed and, and done right. Offense has to be on point. Defense, because this is the thing, man, with the Chiefs, with the Broncos with the Chargers. I don't care what their records are. We have to beat them so that we can have the best record in the division. I mean, come on. It's like it's no other time to get pumped up about some team. This is the team. I don't care how bad they've been playing. When they play us, they're coming hard and they're coming for the win. So I want to see Derek Carr execute. I want to see the triangle that you keep talking about. I don't understand how they don't see that. And then, man, how about having Drake and Jacobs in the backfield at the same time? Do something. I need this Raider win. I need this Raider win. I ain't going to be able to be there this week. I'm going to be out in Vallejo, California for a nonprofit organization. But I want this win. Let's go Raiders! Well, thank you, Reggie. Appreciate you checking in. Yeah, you know, they tend to play. They tend to play a great game against the Raiders under Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And as you mentioned, as I talked about that triangle, if you look at the triangle with Carr at the upper tip and the bottom of the triangle is Waller and Renfro, that's where we're at now. I could take out Renfro and put in Edwards. I could take out Renfro and put in Deshaun Jackson if he flashes. We can do all of this. But the problem becomes Derek's got to go to the guys who he trusts the most even when they're not open. Even when they're not clear and open, he's got to trust them enough to make a play. And he's done that. He's done that a number of times. But, you know, Derek doesn't want to throw an interception ever, let alone on Sunday Night Football. And Derek wants to keep that rhythm going and keep that offense going forward and fast. It's going to come down to Derek having a big game on Sunday night. What's a big game? Well, he's third in the league in passing yards. Stafford just passed him. 
but just by a few yards, so he'll pass him in this game on Sunday night. So for Derek Carr, Derek Carr's got to have one of those games like his average says. His average says that he's going to throw for 325 yards plus. He's going to have a game like that. Let's see that game. And Kansas City's defense has really struggled this year. They've struggled in a big way. And there's no other way to talk about it other than that. you got to beat a team that's struggling. When I'm not saying they're at their all-time low. And how about this news? Sources say now Odell Beckham Jr. is down to his final two choices. The Kansas City Chiefs and the New Orleans Saints. The Packers are still a third. But ESPN sources say Odell Beckham Jr. considering the Kansas City Chiefs and the Saints. You imagine, and this would be the time for Odell Beckham Jr. to come into Kansas City because it could clean up his legacy. He can go to a team with Mahomes and play on a championship-caliber team, which would be a good fit for him. Packers and the Saints. I think the Saints are unique because he could go in and get a lot more touches because Michael Thomas isn't there. But with all of this, man, I'm telling you, Derek, Derek's got it. Derek and Waller have to have a great week of practice. And I know that Max Crosby is going to have a great week of practice because he always does. And he's always feeling good, and he's always excited to play. And this is, my, I think, my favorite Raider since he's come here because he reminds me of other great Raiders before him. Max Crosby always understands, understands what it's like to be a Raider, and he never turns off the motor, and he joins us after practice. Max, good to talk to you. How was practice? How are you feeling this week? What's up, JT? Thanks for having me on, man. I'm doing well. Had the pads back on, and people were flying around and positive, and you know we got better today. So really looking forward to Sunday. Well, that's important because Coach Pisacci has been talking about these Wednesday practices and competition on Wednesdays. That's really the day for you guys, right? To come off an off day and really pad up and get after each other and get physical. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You know, it's uh, it's always tough. You know, this part of the season we're halfway through the year and. You know, practice gets a little bit harder and harder, and your body's you know going through it. But just mentally, you know, having that having that mental edge, you know, going out there on pads when nobody's really feeling good, and, and going and having a great practice. You know, at the end of the day, that that translates to Sunday. So we know what we have to do, and we we don't waste any time. We go out there and get things done. Uh, what do you see with Kansas City? Everybody's talking about them struggling. Even one analyst said Mahomes is broken. You know better than that. You know what he can do as you're chasing him down and he's outside the pocket and how he keeps his head up and can make plays downfield. Yeah, you know, Kansas City, is uh, they're, they're super explosive on offense. You know, they have a lot of great players. Um, I respect them. You know, they got, you know they've been to the Super Bowl two years now. So uh, I've had respect for them, but we have to get them. Um, it doesn't matter who it is. We're playing, you know, whoever. You know, we got to get the win. That's that's all we're worried about and, and focusing on the day-to-day process, and we'll get to Sunday when it gets here. Max, I want to go back to the Giant game as a leader. You know, a lot of people have talked about it, and it's going to build up nationally because it's a Sunday night game. Uh, the reaction after the fatality, Tina Tinter passed away. I know you're paying respects to the family and the victim. Henry's no longer with the organization. How are you personally taking it with your mind, your sobriety, everything you've talked about in the community? And now, fortunately for you, because of the way you're playing and who you are, you're a leader. You're a spokesman for the team. How have you gotten through the last 10 days or so? Yeah, you know, it's been super rough. You know, there's no, uh, you know, there's nothing you can really say about it. You know, it hasn't been easy. Obviously, you know, you have to pay the respects to their family. You know, the whole situation, you know, on both sides, it's tragic. Um and, you know, being in, 
being somebody who can step up and, and talk about something like that is, you know, super important because it's something that needs to be addressed. You know, I was, I was in a similar situation. You know, I've had a DUI, I've crashed my car, um, you know, and it's, it's something that doesn't get talked about enough. So it's just, it's obviously super unfortunate, but, you know, as a community um, and just as people in Las Vegas, you know, I feel like um, I could be somebody that can, you know, help and reach out and, and help anybody in any way that can, you know, who's in a, a similar spot and tough situation. So, you know, it's super unfortunate and I'm just keeping everybody in my prayers and staying positive and trying to lift the guys up every single day. Really nicely said. Max Crosby joins us. So a couple of more. How frustrating is it when Daniel Jones only throws for 110 yards and you almost got him in your hands the whole entire game? I mean, he played well on third down. I thought that was the key to the loss because he wasn't very productive with only 110 yards and a touchdown, but a lot of those third down conversions were killers. Yeah, you know, he uh, he's a good player. You know, he made, he made a couple couple key plays um i felt on defense we did a good job um you know but it wasn't good enough you know i feel like our next step as a defense is you know taking over games and dictating the outcome so you know for us we did you know we held them to 250 yards but we did we did uh we didn't win the turnover ratio you know we only had one um you know yannick made a great play and got the ball out um but we need more you know at the end of the day that's a game we have to win, um, and we didn't. But we learned from it. We watched the film, and we know we know we got better during that game on defense. And our D line was flying around and playing with great effort. So um, that's the thing. It gives us more motivation. Um, we flushed it. We're on to Kansas City, and we're just looking forward to getting to six and three. Hey Max, finally, when you think of the season, two great wins against Pittsburgh and Baltimore that are playing at the highest of high levels. You lose to Chicago and the Giants, so you get to celebrate these big wins, but a couple of tough losses. And for the ability to look at the positives going into Kansas City on Sunday night. Yeah, you know the NFL. Um, you know the saying is any given Sunday. You know, and that's that's real. You know, obviously this weekend there was so many upsets, um, and everybody gets paid at the end of the day. This isn't uh, FCS going against the FBS school. It's uh, every single Sunday you're playing a bunch of millionaires who are paid to do a good, you know, do a great job. So um, it doesn't matter who you're playing. You know, you got to show up and you got to play at the highest level. Or you're not going to win in this league. So. It doesn't matter. You know, we uh, we lost. We learned from it, and uh, we're just looking forward to another challenge. You know, getting back at home, Sunday night football, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing better. Playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and I know I'm, I cannot wait to play, um, and I know my teammates are ready to go as well. So it's going to be it's going to be a hell of a time. Last one, Max. I'm talking to the pro football focus guys and everyone else. I know you're not reading those press clippings. They're talking about defensive player of the year halfway through, just in that conversation, your individual stats. But I've known you since you've come to this team. How do you keep that out there at a distance and not read the press clippings and build yourself up too much? Yeah, you know, that's a part of it. You know, I've always held myself – to a high standard so it's not something that i'm like oh my god look i'm doing this and it's just like i expect it for myself i know the work i put into it um so it's not like um it's a big shock to me you know mm-hmm. I, and I, I mean that fully humbly uh it, it just it's just the way i work um the way my teammates push me the way yannick has pushed me since he's gotten here he's made me it's a lot better coach bradley and just this whole group you know everybody's helped me to where i've where I've gone, but it's just a start. You know, we're not even halfway through the season. I got a ton of work to do, um, and it's, it's exciting. But you know, like you said, you know, there's not, you know, you don't play for eight games and you get crowned a, mm-hmm. you know, a label or whatever. You know, we have eight more games, and I focus on winning football games, and that's that's all that matters to me. I'll see you Sunday, Max. Have a great week and build up the Kansas City. Good luck. 
Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. You got it. There he is, Max Crosby, coming off a late practice for the Raiders. Happy we can get him up, and I'm really happy that Steve Palazzolo could be patient with us, the senior analyst for Pro Football Focus. See that, Steve? I get in a Max Crosby plug for you guys because you guys break down defense just like you break down offense. Yeah, he's been unbelievable this year. That's great. Yeah, he's leading the league with 50 pressures on pace for a 100-pressure season, which is a monster number. And uh, it is one of the things we pride ourselves on is evaluating every player on every play, but defensive players and looking beyond sack totals. And that's where Max has been awesome this year. He's rushing the passer at, uh, at a high level, uh, putting pressure on quarterbacks, uh, converting a bunch to sacks. But he's just been one of the most disruptive players in the league. So it's been great to watch that breakout after uh, a couple good seasons. But this year, he's been, he's been incredible. Yeah, one thing on this game coming up on Sunday night, we'll get to that first. Uh, Mahomes is great when the pocket is disruptive and he's running and he has to make plays. What have you seen, again, on the film that leads you to believe that maybe he's a little bit off on that or he could pop again and have a big second half because he is going to be flushed out of the pocket and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey are both healthy? Yeah, I mean, Mahomes has clearly been off, but the entire Chiefs offense has been off. You know, I think the the line's actually blocking pretty well, especially in recent weeks, which might come as a surprise because they're not putting points on the board. But you can tell the rhythm of the offense is just not there, right? They're, uh, they're throwing the ball underneath a ton. They're not creating big plays. Mahomes' accuracy is not where it's been in recent years. Um, so everything about the Kansas City offense is just not what we expected. Um, and teams are doing it by kind of sitting back, playing two high coverages, rushing four. Uh, the Raiders like to play a lot more one high, you know, single high, and you know, run that cover three scheme that, you know, that uh, Gus Bradley has, you know, mastered over the years. So we'll see if the Raiders adjust a little bit, but yeah, having a patient approach against Mahomes and making him play patient has been the strategy, making him take five, eight yard passes over and over and over again. And uh, Kansas City, you know, he, and he's gotten to a point where he just, he's forced it a little bit too much Mahomes and, and the accuracy just hasn't been there. So um, right now I think Kansas City and Mahomes both in a slump at the moment, certainly can come out of it at any time, but the last few weeks have been uh, pretty rough for the Kansas City offense. Steve Palazzolo, senior analyst at Pro Football Focus. So Derrick Henry still leads the league in rushing with 937 as he's out, and they played the toughest schedule. I don't think there's any team that could win four or five games in a row the way Tennessee has with the strength of schedule, especially with Buffalo and Kansas City mixed in. Is it fair to have that conversation as them being the best team overall in football, at least in the AFC, because Tom Brady is going to continue to win with Tampa Bay? Yeah, I think it's fair with Tennessee. I mean, I've been so impressed. And, you know, they lost to the Jets. So every team, you're going to have a game. The Ravens got smoked by the Bengals and the Titans lost to the Jets. But what the Titans did, the way you just described, you know, Buffalo on Monday night football, too, Monday night and short week beating Kansas City 27-3, to winning in overtime against the Colts and then really taking it to the Rams on Sunday Night Football. Uh, the thing I think I'm most impressed about is their defense in, in Tennessee, right? They're, they they have been injured in the secondary. They're, they're, they're working with third and fourth string corners out there, guys like Chris Jackson and a rookie and Elijah Molden, but they have, they've kept it together. And, and uh, the pass rush has been opportunistic. The coverage unit has had really good games these last few weeks, even though they don't have the big names. So, yeah, the Titans have been – incredibly impressive because they're winning in different ways every single week. And I think that's been great to watch these last few weeks. Steve, you really do a great job with your team with analytics, but I want to get back to when you were tweeting live during Monday night football, the taunting play and what happened there, the poor officiating, 
the officiating, uh, butt bump, everything that happened in that game. And I know you do podcasts as well at Pro Football Focus. What was the takeaway from taunting the bad officiating that entire game, which could change the balance of power? Bad officiating in that game could have gave Pittsburgh a win, which will be the win that gets them in as a wild card. Yeah, I, I thought the refs were bad the other night. I, look, I think I think a lot of times they're just bad both ways, and they're humans, and they'll make errors. But, you know, when you're watching a game, especially if you were a Bears fan and you're like, all right, we finally got off the field on third down, and we've got this opportunity, and then boom, there's a taunting call when a guy's just kind of looking over at the sideline. And I thought there was a pass interference on Jalen Johnson. That goes for 33 yards. I mean, nothing drives me crazier than the 30, 40, 50 yard pass interference on either a bad throw or just a bad call. Um, so I thought there were definitely some calls the other night that absolutely changed the game. They did happen to go in the Steelers favor. They usually even out a little bit more, um, but yeah, it's just, it's such a huge impact on the AFC. It's just an impact on the viewing experience. You know, you get the big third down stop and then it's like, Oh, by the way, the guy taunted or whatever he did. So I didn't love it. It wasn't uh, wasn't a comfortable watch, you know, some of the uh, the calls that, that came through the Monday night game. Baker Mayfield got the highest grade in Week 9 from Pro Football Focus. What does that say about him with the other labrum problem on the non-throwing shoulder for him to grit it out, not miss an extended period of time and get that grade? Yeah, he's been tough. You know, I think, you know, part of the reason why he got the injury is because he's trying to be tough and he's trying to make a tackle, but uh, clearly he's more comfortable without Odell Beckham. I know it's seems like an overblown story, but uh, for whatever reason, Baker Mayfield is more comfortable and more productive without him. And you saw him throwing on time accurately. I think to protect the shoulder, Baker has to do that more. He's got to play more within structure, get the ball out of his hands. The last, uh, the last touchdown that he had, David and Joku, the game was over, but it was just an incredible timing seam route that we haven't seen Baker Mayfield make throughout this season. So if he continues to do that, I think the Browns are going to be just fine, but it was good to see Baker Mayfield playing Uh, confidently, quickly, and within structure in a way that he really hadn't for uh, the previous part of the season. Steve, last one. Do the Vikings have a shot at the Chargers because they've been so close this year? I've never seen a more snake-bitten team over the last four or five years. They've had a Super Bowl roster for three or four years, but every big game, late field goal, overtime, they end up losing. Is this the last shot for Zimmer and Cousins? Do you, you, you feel that desperation for them to steal a game on the road? No, yeah, so they, they could be in any game, right? They're going to play you close, whether it's Cooper Rush at quarterback or whether you're playing Lamar and the Ravens, doesn't matter. The Vikings are going to play you close. At some point, though, they, 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 they've pulled a few of these out, um, but it's kind of their MO is play up or down to their com- competition. I think Zimmer, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been there a while. They've been good, not great. And, uh, yeah, they need to finish strong, I think, for him to stick around. But if you know, the Vikings, every game that they play, Packers a couple times, the Chargers this week, they've got a shot in every game because they have a good, solid roster, and it's going to come down to a field goal here and there, a play here and there, because the Vikings uh, just play these crazy close games. So, yeah, they absolutely have a shot against the Chargers this weekend. Appreciate everything, Steve. Thanks for doing this. I greatly uh, I enjoy your analysis and having you on the show. You add a lot to us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. You got it. Steve Palazzolo, very good. He is the senior analyst at Pro Football Focus. So he's one of the big guys over there. And when they give out grades and they analyze Baker Mayfield, Max Crosby, whoever it is, their grades are legit. They break down every play. So they look at every play. So this is not, hey, he could play playing this well. Odell Beckham's a great player, but no, you look at their grades, they'll tell you who's a great player. They'll tell you who's playing well. 
Modelo, what a great sponsor of the Raiders. They were at all the events I were at the last couple of nights I'm seeing. I am a proud partner of Modelo. I drink a bucket of Modelo on Fridays. This Friday, I got to do a podcast with Charles Woodson that I'll tell you about this week. Modelo, drink responsibly. Theodore. Hard pass again. Petrangelo slides it out to the right. Marcia so. Theodore again. Back to the left circle. Petrangelo. Feet to the right. Out in front. Score! Riley Smith for sure this time. 4-2 Golden Knights. Power play goal. Love that. Keep giving me Golden Knights. Beating the Kraken. Looks like a little stability there as they got to wait for Jack Eichel to have the surgery. And then they have to wait for everybody else to get healthy. And once that happens, if they could be at full strength, man, if this hockey team could be at full strength coming into the playoffs, real full strength, then I think they're going to have a really good chance, like we've said the last couple of years. JT wrapping it up on Raider Nation Radio. That was a half-hour whirlwind waiting for Max, who was great, was always telling me he was coming on, but they they had an extra-long practice today. And now they're in the middle of their press conferences. So Rich Passaccia, just spoke. Quentin Jefferson, I just talked to Q here in the hallway. And Deshaun Jackson's coming up next. You'll probably get some of that. DeMond's cutting it all up or they take it live. I like to take it live from time to time. Wouldn't you rather hear the quarterback or the coach over me? I would. I talk way too much. I, my word count is very high every day. And I got to go three hours later tonight. And more of it's going to be on Aaron Rodgers and his brand and his behavior and there's always that happening in sports. And you notice who you haven't heard a peep out of is Kyrie Irving. <laughs> right, Bobby? He's sm- but Kyrie Irving's not vaccinated. He's hurting his team. They don't have him. And he's just losing money. He's losing brinks, trucks of money because he didn't get vaccinated. And Aaron Rodgers lost brinks, trucks of money. State Farm's going to blow him off sooner than later. Those are going to be millions of dollars. But, you know, he's going through his hippie stage now. Yoga cleanse. We should all do a yoga cleanse once a year, right? Just go to Maui, side of a mountain with the beach view, do a yoga cleanse for a week. Look like we lost 30 pounds, get flexible, and then come back. And then if we get in trouble for doing anything stupid, we could say we were on the Aaron Rodgers yoga cleanse. Thanks to Max Crosby, the president, Dan Ventrelli of the Raiders, Steve Palazzolo, who joined us, and Bob Fesco from Kansas City. That's a hell of a radio show, and I had nothing to do with it. I thank Bobby for putting it together. We'll be back tomorrow. Eric Allen, Phil Villapiano, Bill Romanowski, and Jim Plunkett. How about that the rest of the week?